everyone my name is Bonsu Baker and on today's video I'm gonna debunk the fallacy in the Trinity aka exposing how the Trinity is a false doctrine and that the Father is the Son the Son is the Father the Holy Spirit is the Father and the Son that that is we worship one God one God not three distinct persons not co-equal people no one God same person okay before you comment let's actually watch this whole video that is going to be based on scripture not opinion okay uh yeah let's go so what is the trinity i went on wikipedia and the trinity is a christian doctrine which defines one god existing in three co-equal co-eternal co-co-substantial divine persons god the father god the son jesus christ and god the holy spirit three distinct persons sharing one essence substance and nature so this is the trinity okay and we're going to be debunking this let's move on the father is not the son the son is not the holy spirit the holy spirit is not the father a lie the church has been deceived because we lack understanding on this topic of the father son and the holy spirit we think one being is three different people when it's one being with three different titles or functions if we say we serve one god that's in three persons we contradict ourselves first things first what is a person Google will say a person is a human being regarded as an individual. Okay, what is an individual? Single, separate. Synonyms are independent, soul, loam, separate, single. Now let's place this in, tr in the Trinity doctrine. We worship one God existing in three single and separate beings. Does that make sense? No, it contradicts itself, okay? When we say this, we are separating the Son from the Father and the Father from the Holy Spirit. This would mean three individual gods. As many may try to fight and argue and say this is not true, this is true. This is what we're doing, and this is why many unbelievers might questions, question our belief. But let's continue on. First things first, let's break down the name Jesus Christ. Jesus in Greek means Iesus, um, G2424, meaning God of salvation. Christ in Greek means Christos, G5547, meaning anointed. So Jesus Christ, that name means anointed Savior. But catch this, Isaiah chapter 43, verse 3. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave each for thy ransom Ethiopia and Saba for thee. In this scripture, we see the I am Savior. This is still Jesus Christ back then, the I am. Remember, Jesus Christ means the anointed Savior. And what did the I am just say in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 3? Thy Savior. I am your Savior. Moving on. Jesus is the I am. What I'm going to present to you is Jesus. The Son is the Father and the Holy Spirit. But first things first, is Jesus God? Yes. In John chapter 8, verse 58, it says, Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. Now, this sentence wouldn't be grammatically correct. So what was the Most High trying to convey here? Well, if you remember in Exodus chapter 3, verse 14, how did the Most High, um, what did the Most High in the burning bush tell Moses his name was? Let's read it. Exodus, Exodus chapter 3, verse 14. And God said unto the Moses, I am that I am. And he said, thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. Jesus is the I am. Or what some say, Jesus is God. The Son is God. The Most High, God or the I am, came into flesh and presented himself as the Son. This does not mean the I am is different from the Son. The Son is the I am. Now that we know 
that the son is the I am in flesh. Who is the I am or God? John chapter four, verse 24 says, God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So the I am is a spirit. Who do we know to be a spirit? The Holy Spirit. The I am is the Holy Spirit. He is a spirit and he is holy. Is he not? The spirit of God is not separated from God. Consider first Corinthians chapter two, verse 10 through 11. Let's read it. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit for the spirit searches all things, say the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, say the spirit of man which is in him. Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Okay, is the spirit of man different from the man? No. Is your spirit different from you? No. Your true form is actually a spirit contained in an earthen vessel, what we know as flesh. The same with the Most High. His true form is a spirit. But in order for him to come into the earth, he contained himself. He presented himself into a fleshly body that we know as Jesus Christ. So is the spirit of God different from God? No, the I am is his spirit. We also know the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth. Who's the truth? Jesus. So it's the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of God to be the son spirit. If the Holy Spirit is the son spirit, is that not still the son? The son or Jesus Christ is the Holy Spirit. Jesus' true form is spirit, is a spirit. The Holy Spirit is a spirit. Jesus is holy. The Holy Spirit is holy. Jesus Christ is the Holy Spirit. Let's move on. What the son of God's name will be. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name, not names, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Isaiah prophesied there will be a son born unto us. Who do we recognize this person as? Jesus Christ. What shall the son's name be or what shall he be known as? the everlasting father and counselor. The father mentioned in the New Testament is still Jesus Christ, but I'll show that later on. But who do we know to be the counselor? The Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ is the father and the Holy Spirit. Let's move on. What does the word name mean? The Greek word for name is sim, H80 verse um, eighty thirty four, which means an appellation or a title as a mark or memorial of individuality by implication, honor, authority, and character. Short, also known as a name or title represents someone's character or authority. So let's look at Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 and Acts 2, verse 38. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Acts chapter 2 verse 38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The next one is Paul. Acts chapter 19 verse 5. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Okay. Were Paul and Peter in error? Did they sin against the Most High's commandment in Matthew chapter 28 verse 19? No, because the name of Jesus Christ is the same name for the Father and the Holy Spirit. Next one, breaking down titles. Back to Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. The Son, or Jesus Christ, the anointed Savior, will have the title of a father and counselor. The I am was never referenced as the father in the Old Testament because there was not yet a son. When the son is introduced in the New Testament, there is a necessity to introduce the name or title, the father. The father is still the son, though. Also consider this. So many times in scripture, we will see the words say, the Lord is my rock, fortress, and my deliverer. It, the Lord is king, my buckler, the horn of my salvation, my high tower. The Lord is my shepherd. So will we say these are different persons or individuals? No. Same God going about a different title or name. Same character. Same authority. 
What is the Father? The protector. What is the Son? The Savior. What is the Holy Spirit? The comforter, advocate, counselor, strengthener, and standby. The I am who is God. The I am is the protector, savior, comforter, advocate, counselor, strengthener, and standby. The protector is who? Father. The I am is the Father. The I am is the Savior. The I am is the comforter. Same character, same person, same individual, but operation in different functions. He acts as a savior. Same in, um, acts as a comforter. He acts as a healer. He acts as a protector. Different functions, same title, same name, same person, same individual. Let's move on. Okay, but so why did Jesus pray to the Father then? I'm glad you asked that. Jesus or the I am had to limit himself and come to the form of man. He is the second Adam. Therefore, he has to live a life as Adam. Consider his response in Luke chapter two, verse 49. And he said unto them, how is it that ye sought me? Was he not that I must be about my father's business? If Christ is living a life as Adam, he has to respond in a way Adam, man, can. You are man. Therefore, Christ said father, but that's still him. He wouldn't be able to say I'm about my business because you would not be able to say I'm about my business. In his wisdom, he decided to introduce a new title he will go by. Both him and mankind can use. It's very, very important to understand the most high lived a life of life of a man in holiness and perfection so we could imitate him. He could not act like God in his man life because we wouldn't be able to imitate that. Also remember, the I am is omnipresent. If we believe him to be where I'm at when I'm praying and where you're at where you're praying, why can he both be on his throne and on earth at the same time? Wouldn't that be limiting a limitless, omnipresent God? Yes, it would be. The last and final one is, what does it mean Christ sat at the right hand of God then? Glad you asked that. Who told you that sitting at the right hand of God is a location? It is not a location. It represents power and authority. And Luke chapter 22, verse 69 backs this up. Hereafter shall the Son of Man sit on the right hand of the power of God. It is talking about power and authority. It's not a location. And also picture this. How many thrones are in the heaven? How many thrones does the Most High sit on? One. So that's how you already know. This is not meaning location. It's talking about authority and power. And consider Ephesians chapter 1, verse 20 through 23, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and sat him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Verse 21, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And I put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. It's not location. It's talking about an authority and power that Christ has that authority and power. And because he is now the second Adam, remember Adam, he had um, dominion. But once he sinned, that dominion was given up. But because the most high came into flesh and became the second Adam, we now can go to this second Adam for now mankind to receive redemption through Christ. Christ. And now remember, disciples are born again believers. We have now received power over the enemy's works, not over Satan. You cannot cast Satan into hell. The Most High will do that. But we have power over his works. I believe my dad wrote this down that when it says power over his power or power over his words, that is that the word is dun dunamis, meaning his his words, his powers, but we wouldn't have power over Satan. But we have received that power and authority because why? Christ, which is the I am, but in the form of the flesh, he be he sat at the right hand of God, receiving that authority and power. So sitting at the right hand of God is not location. It is a symbol uh, is it symbolizes authority and power. So that is it, y'all. The Father is the Son. The Son is the Father. The Son is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the Father. 
same person, same character, same nature, same being, but operating in different functions. We are what we would say we're, we believe in monotheism. We worship one God, not polytheism. But if you hold on to this Trinity doctrine, you're making yourself out to be a polytheistic believer. Saying that we worship one God, but in three different beings, three distinct persons, persons and be and beings. Those are individual, individual people. So that contradicts. We should worship one God that has the name of the Son, the Father, the Holy Spirit, Comforter, all these things. So yes, that is how the Trinity is a false doctrine. And it's so funny because I used to, when I first got saved, I used to think I, I was praying wrong because I'll say, um, Jesus, and then I'll be like, oh, wait, wait, no, no, the Father. Wait, wait, will my prayer be answered if I don't say the Father or if I don't say the Son? Who am I talking? Like, I was confused myself. I'm talking to the same person. Okay. <laughs> Just being known under that name. Same person. The Father is the Son. The Son is the Father. And the Holy Spirit is the Son and the Father. Okay, so yes, prayerfully, y'all receive this revelation that the Holy Spirit gave me, and you notice how scripture backs up what I'm saying, but even if you still wrestle with it, it, that is between you and Jesus Christ, but I have done my job. I have confidence and boldness behind what the Holy Spirit has shown me because the word backs it up. Okay, I love y'all, and prayerfully, this helps somebody. Trinity's false. Okay, bye.